This Advisor Success Series podcast is brought to you by Astron Life. Get more out of Astron Life. More opportunity and value for both you and your clients. We headed to Melbourne's CBD this week where we caught up with Rob Vitnell, who's the Victorian General Manager and Director for Risk Specialist Business, Australian Financial Risk Management. Listen in as Rob explains how he found his passion for life insurance advice, where he thinks future efficiencies can be developed within his business, as well as how AFRM, as a Risk Specialist licensee, is addressing the life insurance framework reforms. We're joined today by Australian Financial Risk Management's Victorian General Manager and Director, Rob Bittnell. G'day, Rob. G'day, Peter. Thanks for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about Australian Financial Risk Management and your role within it? Great. Uh, We are a risk insurance advice specialist business. Uh, We have a presence all the way up the eastern seaboard. Okay. Uh, We are self-licensed. We have our own AFSL. Uh, and we're very, very passionate about giving great advice to Australians. Fantastic. And how long have you been with AFRM? Next month, 10 years. So it's been a journey. Uh, it, it seems like a long time, but uh, time flies when you're having fun and we're very passionate about what we do. So it's been a great, a great ride. So what brought you to AFRM in the first place, which is a risk-focused advice yeah. firm? Uh, well, I actually came from a generalist financial planning and accounting firm prior to AFRM, and it was an interesting uh, place to be because uh, I did feel somewhat disillusioned um, and lacking in clear direction at that time, and so I was searching for a specialist business uh, and finding the best in the business uh, that I could learn from. Uh, have mentors, uh, leadership, and, and become really good at what I was doing, which was which was hard in a generalist firm. So that sort of led me to talking to Phil Young and Nick Hatherley, uh, who were the founding directors of AFRM, and uh, I believed in their passion and their strategy and direction, and I thought I'm going to be a part of that. So we got talking, and thankfully, 10 years ago, nearly to the day, they asked me to join, and here we are now. Okay, so what is it about you then? You were saying that you were looking for a specialist firm. So mm. question one is, uh, why were you looking to link up with a specialist firm? And question two, why the risk advice sector? Good questions. And you don't, uh, you don't wake up in the morning when you're mid-20s and think, gee, I want to be a risk advisor. Um, there is a sort of path that you follow and, and you, know, you sort of find where you want to be in life and your career. Um, but I, I was, um, you know, doing a little bit of all things in a generalist firm, and, and I, 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 I guess I got to the point where I thought I, I can't put my hand in my heart and say, gee, I'm, I'm good at all these things. You know, am I going to be a great stock picker, for instance, in the investment space, or am I going to be an expert on superannuation, or, or whatever it might be? And um, thankfully, I got the role uh, at the previous firm to actually give risk insurance advice. And it just became apparent to me this was a bit of a niche area that um, I could become um, quite good at, quite knowledgeable. Um, And uh, the more I talked to people about their risk insurance needs, the more I thought, this is actually pretty powerful. I can see where this is adding a lot of value to people. Uh, And I enjoyed it. I liked talking to people. I liked having those conversations. And so, uh, you know, 
enjoying your work is a, is a huge factor in life. Uh, but I, I felt like I'd almost reached a point at the previous firm where I, I couldn't really break through into that, that next sort of level of being really good at what I was doing. And so I needed other good people around me and that led me to, to AFRM. Okay, so uh, my next question in any case was going to be about why you think you've been a success uh, in terms of being an advisor. We'll talk about the business in a minute, uh, but you've just said you enjoy what you do. Is that uh, one of the elements for the ingredients of success? I think you've got to be passionate for starters. I mean, you can't do this um, half-baked. You know, you're either you're in or you're out. That's the way I sort of think about my work. Um, I think you, you, and success is relative, I suppose, and it's, um, you know, it's someone's perception. Um, I feel like I am relatively successful at, at what I'm doing, and I judge that by the amount I'm able to help people. Um, you know, uh, giving somebody a statement of advice, I mean, anybody can, can do that. Um, but giving good advice, having good relationships with people, connecting with people, engaging with people, and seeing it through to deliver on your promises, uh, meeting expectations, I, I think that's really important. And at AFRM, we are, as you know, Peter, we're very, very focused on claims, the claim service being an advocate. Uh, and uh, I think that's really what um, gives me passion um, and gives me a level of expertise um, and success over others is, is that ability to really focus on claims and, and deliver on the promise. So I suppose that rubs off and that gives you a particular reputation or a particular focus in what you do if it's a specific risk focused and the focus is on claims that I guess it helps to drive the narrative, I suppose, your own and your business and that of your business. Absolutely. Um, it's an educational process. It's, uh, it's not just information. Uh, anybody can get information. I mean, we can just Google information, but, but really um, guiding people, um, giving them education whereby um, we're bringing a lot of value to them throughout the advice process that then leads to great outcomes and, and that being um, to deliver on the promise in terms of the claim um, and being able to use that experience of advocating and managing claims to be able to um, improve our advice at the, at the initial phases to say well actually I know what works and what doesn't work down the line and that can actually build a much, much better process and advice piece for clients. Okay, so um, there's, there's a very clear definition about who you are and what you do, and so the advice proposition flows beautifully from that. Looking at the business side of the equation, mm. what else, uh, what other elements are there that have contributed to the success and growth of AFRM, the business? Well, I think it started with Phil and with Nick. Um, they are just as passionate about everything that I've spoken about so far, and they were from, from the beginning. And so it was easy for me to jump on that bus and, and go along the highway of, of the, the path that we've travelled. Um, they're, they're very passionate and they showed great leadership, uh, and they brought an element of professionalism, um, a corporate uh, structure to our business, a very commercial mindset and being able to um, have a sustainable business over the longer term. Um, as an example, as you know, we've talked about this, having the hybrid brokerage com commission structure in place from the beginning. I mean, that enabled us to have financial stability over the longer term so that we could not only give advice to a client today, but we could 
do reviews in the future and we could manage their claims in the future. And so you've got to have passion, but you've actually got to have a, uh, you've got to have a good corporate structure uh, and you've got to have good leadership and you've got to have good people around you. And I think as a business, we've been able to really do quite well in each of those areas, which has led to longevity and ongoing success. All right, so uh, as part of that, you've talked about the hybrid commission structure that's part of the AFRM policy and you reflecting that that's a better um, remuneration structure in terms of supporting the longevity and commercial success of the business. Let's talk about the life insurance framework reforms. How is that impacting AFRM as a business? Well, it's gonna have an impact across the industry, no doubt. I think we agree on that. Um, in terms of our business, it does, um, but perhaps less so than for others. And I think, uh, with the, uh, the life insurance framework regime bringing commission rates back to 60-20 um, at, at this stage, that's the, the end game. Uh, that places us pretty well because the drop-off in terms of revenue is not, uh, it's not too great for our business. However, in saying that, it will have an impact. And there's other compliance um, uh, you know, regime that's going to have an impact on our business. It's definitely more costly to give business and we are getting a little bit less revenue. So there's no doubt going to be an impact. But I think our business is well placed and with a striving for improvement and greater efficiencies in, in the way that we give, biz, uh, we give advice and the way we run our business, I think that will uh, hold us in a good position to be successful going forward. But I think it also takes good relationships with the insurers as well. Um, because I think the insurers have a place to play in all of this. Um, they need to assist advice businesses in terms of efficiency, uh, of being able to give advice, in terms of education. I mean, that's a huge area of change um, with the new regime in terms of the educational standards. I think insurers have got to assist advice practices get better, move from this cottage industry to a professional industry. Um, so it does take um, a combined effort, but there are ways through this to navigate to, to succeed over the longer term. Okay, so uh, for other uh, particularly risk-focused advisors uh, listening to our conversation today, other than the uh, perhaps life companies or other service providers assisting with educational um, development and, and, and requirements, can you be more specific about the efficiencies that AFRM is going to or has developed in order to address the lower upfront remuneration levels? Yeah. Well, I think technology has a place to play, of course. Um, we, we've obviously in, in previous years moved from you know, paper-based offices and advice to electronic. I mean, right. that's, that's one example of an efficiency. Of course, that's already happened, but we can still improve in those areas, no doubt. Uh, but I think also um, areas like um, data. How do we get good, accurate, on-time data from insurers to advice practices? And unfortunately, as an industry, we've done a very, very poor job of that over the years. Um, and even still today, I mean, in our business, we, we have um, multiple full-time staff simply to address data. How do we get up-to-date policy information for our, for our clients? Uh, some of the insurers are uh, further down the path of assisting us in that space than, than others, but I think um, the need to get good quality data into our um, CRM, our database, um, in an efficient manner, I mean, that's just one example. It's really going to help us in terms of being able to deliver um, 
cheaper, more efficient um, advice, um, not only initially, but on an ongoing basis as well, because that's where we really add a lot of value for clients, is that ongoing dynamic nature of advice, um, keeping up with clients' needs and objectives over the longer term, and they change. People have um, children and, and buy houses and sell houses, and there's all these changing uh, facets of their life okay. that we've got to keep up with, and insurers need to assist us in terms of being able to deliver that advice, um, not necessarily in the cheapest possible way, but in a really um, efficient way that uh, enables advice practices to deal with the lower uh, levels of revenue that we're experiencing. Okay, so it's uh, working uh, with technology and with um, other stakeholders in terms of building greater efficiencies into any advice practice, whether it's holistic financial planning. Or Absolutely. Risk. Okay. Now, um, a question that Rob, I admit I actually like to ask is uh, whether or not you'd do anything differently if you had your time over. So putting it to you, as an advisor and as a business person, are there any things that you'd do differently if you had your time over? Sure, um, <laughs> there'd be a lot. Uh, I don't know if I'll admit them all to you today, but um, and it's easy to, to look back in, in hindsight. Um, what I wish from a personal perspective is that um, um, I'd, I'd followed my passion probably a little bit earlier than I did, even though I was a relatively young risk advisor. Um, there's always, I suppose, this view that I've got to do what I'm supposed to do, and that might be whatever, you know, whatever your parents might say to you or whoever is in, involved in your life. Um, but I think it's so important to follow your passion because it actually makes it easier to get up every day and go to work. And I, I love what I do in terms of my work. I mean, it's a Monday morning at 9 a.m. with you here today. And, you know, I was excited to have a, have a chat because I'm passionate about this industry and I'm passionate about what I do and this conversation. And I feel like I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. So I wish in hindsight I'd probably followed that passion a little bit earlier than I did rather than, you know, trying to just tick the boxes and, and do what other people think I should do. Well, that's a fantastic place to finish this conversation, I think. Um, talking to other advisors out there, it's just a fantastic reflection to follow your passion and I guess presumably trust your gut when yep. you're thinking about what it is that you want to do and when you want to do it. So for the meantime, though, Rob Vitnell, Australian Financial Risk Management, thank you for your time. Good on you, Peter. Thank you. This Advisor Success Series podcast was brought to you by Astron Life. Contact your Astron Life BDM on 1800 739 641 to find out how both you and your clients can get more out of Astron Life.